And welcome to church worship. Uh, you will notice that I'm trying to align myself with the National Day colors. Uh, we all know who likes to wear pink in our country. I'm <laughs> just trying to align with him. But welcome and thank you for joining us. And this is an exciting time of the year. My favorite month is August. For those of you who know me, know why. But there's a lot other, lots of other reasons why I like August. For example, when I was in Australia, August is the coldest time of the year. And, you know, I love being cold. And, you know, and also there's a lot of other celebrations that goes on. And, of course, our National Day is tomorrow. It's on the 9th of August. You know, National Day is a time where it's very interesting. It is a long weekend. It's a public holiday. But if you look at the statistics, uh, the, the travel, of course, now we're in the pandemic. That doesn't happen anymore. But of any long weekend in Singapore, the least people travel during the National Day weekend. And uh, in fact, there's a lot of people who actually stay home or together with friends instead of going out, shopping and all that. Because it's a special occasion. We're celebrating the birth of a country and Singapore, I believe, is 55 years old this year. That's not very old, but it's still a really long time, half a decade. But before I go into my sharing today, I'd like to make a few announcements because I know some of you have just tuned in and you've missed Daniel Kim's wonderful announcement in the beginning. So I'm going to reiterate some of the announcements now. Next week, the week after, and the week after that, 15th, 22nd, and 29th of August, we will continue to be streaming the worship through the Facebook page, so don't worry. But it's not going to be our regular worship service. It's going to be the Discipleship Congress that we spread throughout three Sabbaths. So next week, we'll be streaming to all the churches in Singapore from Jurong Church. And then the week after that, we'll be streaming to all the churches from Maranatha. And then last week, we'll be streaming live from ASDAC. So remember to join us, same time. Uh, in fact, be on time because we've got a lot of awesome stuff lined up for you. And one of the things that's happening also is in the afternoon, in the afternoon at, a, at, at 2 o'clock, 2.30, sorry, at 2.30 in the afternoon, there'll be workshops where you can join. It will be streamed through the Facebook, but if you want to interact with the workshop trainers, you can join the workshop via Zoom. Alright, so if you can scan the QR code and the links will be made available to you next week. So don't worry, I'm just showing you a preview. For next week, well, the whole Discipleship Congress is going to be upon the, on the book of Ephesians. And next week, we'll be talking about Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 2. And next week, we call it the week of two Johnnies. So Johnny Khan and Johnny Wong, both pastors, are preaching and conducting the workshop. And at the same time, if you're interested, you can join uh, Chinese, uh, translate, uh, Chinese, not translated, the Chinese workshop in the afternoon. There'll be three workshops run concurrently in the afternoon. You can join any of them. They'll be run in parallel. There is one by Pastor Johnny Khan on Ephesians 1. There's one by Pastor Johnny Wong on Ephesians 2. And uh, the Chinese group will be talking about both Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 2 as a group. So remember, next week is the beginning of our Discipleship Congress, and in the afternoon, there will be workshops that you can join. So this is August, the month of birthday celebration. In fact, from my Facebook friend profile, I actually have a friend who has a birthday from the 1st to the 31st of August. Some days there are more, some days there are less, but every single day I have a friend, not a, like acquaintance, like a friend I know 
who has birthday. In fact, I grew up with a few friends who actually were in the same secondary school class, and we had the same birthday. And we had the same birthday. You know, and it's an exciting time. Birthday celebrations are really special. It marks the beginning of a journey. The journey of that child in a relationship with their parents and the extended family. That's what he's celebrating. It's not celebrating just the, the existence of life. Of course, that's a great thing to celebrate. But if that life is the only life that's around, if there's no connection, no community, no relationship, then a birthday loses its meaning. It's especially important, especially special for birthday celebrations simply because there's a relationship established. You're now a part of the clan. So first of all, you're a part of the smaller unit of an immediate family, and then you're extended connected to the extended family of both your parents' side, and then you're extended to the bigger clan of humanity. That's awesome. That's how we're designed to function. You know, around the world, there are, there are, there are many, many celebrations, but Singapore does it pretty well. I love the fireworks that happens during National Day. This year, it's going to be different. It's not going to be all focused at one location. Me and my family used to do that. We used to go to my sister's place, and her place is pretty high up, and could see the fireworks. But this year, we, 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 we can't. First of all, we can't, you know, there's more than five of us. We can all visit her place. But at the same time, the fireworks can be spread throughout Singapore. And so if you are at one of those locations, you'll be able to see it from your house, I hope. If not, try to climb to the roof. I don't know whether you can do that. All right? <laughs> And uh, on top of that, right, Singapore celebrating its birthday, but people are also celebrating their birthday. Right now, you know, I celebrated my birthday a few days ago, and I still have a lot of cake in my fridge. I'm still trying to finish the cake. I don't think I finished the cake. Um, and in fact, my sister's birthday, my dad's birthday is coming up in a few days, and we're going to have more cakes. Uh, in fact, uh, when we're gathering for National Day uh, celebration, and we were like, oh, I'm just, I better get a cake, right? It's my birthday. And I checked with my siblings, and all of them got a cake. So we got like three cakes to finish, right? I chose this picture because... If you count the number of candles, it's about right. It's about the number of candles I have for my birthday. You know, if you put all my candles on the birthday cake, you don't need to put it in the oven, it will bake by itself because there's so many candles now. But there's only one tradition of celebrating the birthday. Around the world, there are different ways of celebrating birthdays. Do you know that in Canada, in Canada, if it's your birthday, I don't know whether everybody does it, but I know it's a tradition there, they will try to capture the birthday person and rub like really oily butter on the nose. It's really gross. Like they'll take a, a, a blob of butter and they'll chase down the birthday person and just stick the butter on the nose. I don't know why. But that's the tradition. And for me, I, my mom does it too. For the Chinese tradition, growing up, every, every birthday in the morning, my mom will cook a bowl of Chinese noodle mian xian and she'll put a drumstick and an egg. It's to celebrate my birth and I'll eat it in the morning. And of course, noodles in the Chinese tradition means longevity. And I love the Mexican tradition. The Mexican tradition has the piñata. And then they blindfold the guy and then give them, give them a stick. And they try to hit the piñata. And then after, if they hit it, uh, the candies will fall out. Like, I don't care whether they're Mexican or not. That's an awesome, awesome tradition. And I, I want to do that. It's just really fun. I've tried it before. It's really, really fun. And then there's a few other traditions which is really weird. According to my research, I'm not sure whether it's true, but Vietnamese don't celebrate birthdays. You're not supposed to celebrate birthdays. I mean, your grandmother would know, right? Like, they only, they're supposed to celebrate... Uh, everybody's, all Vietnamese's birthday on the first day of the year. You're not supposed to like, just remember your own special day. You're supposed to celebrate together with everybody in the country. So there's a lot of interesting uh, practices for people to, 
celebrate birthdays simply because birthdays are important. Birthdays are special. It recognizes a relationship being formed and a person growing older. The oldest record of a, a birthday is actually found in the Bible. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 2, verse 2 to 3. You can turn the pages, you know, you can turn the pages, or you can turn it on, turn on your Bible and have the glow, the holy glow of the Bible on your face. Um, Genesis chapter 2, verse 2 to 3. Genesis chapter 2, verse 2 to 3. And it says in the scripture, on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. You know, this is like awesome, like first birthday in the Bible. You know why? Because he just made Adam and Eve and he's like, dude, I can't wait for a year to go by to celebrate. I'm going to celebrate it tomorrow. In fact, he's celebrating, you know, Bible tradition should be followed more because it says you should celebrate the birthday of the creation of this world and humanity every week. Imagine we have birthdays every week, right? We'll be eating cake nonstop, we get so fat we die. Right? But no, but the Bible says he, he, he took it aside and he celebrated it. You know, why I'm talking about this today is because I've been hearing so many conversations on the Sabbath. Why? Because during this pandemic, there's, people are like at home all day, right? They're like stuck at home, work from home. And they're like, James, it's, it's the same. It's like every day is the same. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It's just like kind of the same. You know, and it's true. It's like, even for me, like, it's just like, whoa. You know, we get surprised sometimes. Oh, wait, it's Friday already? And then I have friends who actually are non-Seventh-day Adventists, and they're telling me because of the pandemic, they're starting to celebrate the Sabbath because they have to set in their mind a day to just stop. Because last time, you just leave the house and you come back and there's a break there. But because they're working from home all day and stuck there, they say, no, 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 I need to set for myself a specific moment in time and that's for me to just let my mind rest. Let my mind rest. And then so there's a lot of non-Seventh-day Adventist friends of my pastors of big churches and just other people, scholars, writers, and they say, well, James, you know, it's such a good idea to have a one-day-a-week break. I'm doing that. Because, you know, nowadays, we used to celebrate Sunday. We take Sunday off. We didn't take Sunday off, we rest. But the fact is, we, we are so busy, some of us, that we don't take Sunday off. Our Sunday off is not necessarily a rest day. We still have programs lined up. It's just a little bit different from the other days of work. But it's still kind of physically taxing, maybe, or mentally straining. And I know students, like, if you are a studious student, you don't stop, right? On a Sunday is what? You finish your homework because it's due tomorrow or Monday. Or you're trying to work on your assignment. Or it's the time of the day you don't have to go to class. You're trying to catch up on work. You're doing readings. Or, or just a lot of things that's happening. And so for my friends, they're saying like, you know, James, it's such a good idea to just pause. To just stop. And some of my friends are really extreme and they turn off their phones and they just run away into somewhere and just like not answer the phone, not be connected to the internet. And they just rest. Of course, in Singapore, it's a little bit more challenging because, as I said last week, there's only like Bukit Timah you can run to. Maybe you can go to Sungai Bulo, you know, but then there's like 100 other bird watchers there with you. And then, you know, it's like, it's really hard. But it's, it's such a good idea, they say, that you need to take time to break and stop and stop. And I think the Bible has really wise guidelines for living life. Because God knew that as we get more advanced in technology, 
as we get busier as human beings, that we'll be caught up in this and we'll, we'll forget to, to rest, forget to break, forget to stop. So in Exodus chapter 20, in verse 8, in the fourth commandment, it tells us to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. You know why the Bible says remember? Because we're going to forget. You know, when you're busy, when you're busy, time just flies by, goes by. You're trying to take care of the house, you're trying to do your laundry, you're trying to take care of your kids, you're trying to go to work, you're trying to finish your homework assignment, you're trying to socialize with your friends, you're trying to post all the Instagram photos you've taken. You're so caught up, right, that you will forget. The word for Sabbath is not specifically a word that points to just a day. Of course, it is. It's a Sabbath day. That's why they need the two words there, Sabbath day. But Sabbath Sabbath itself means rest. So the word says, remember to rest. Remember to rest, to keep it holy. So the word that we get tripped up is the word holy. What does it mean to be holy? Well, what is it? Is it, is it like just like, you know, just sit in a corner and just read the Bible all day and, and, and that's holy? No, holy, if I explained before, it means to set it apart. Make it different. Make it intentionally special. Make it intentionally special and unique. Do something different. Do something different. In fact, if you can, I would encourage the families to establish a tradition that is just unique to the Sabbath day, that you only do on the Sabbath day. I share with you that my mom used to cook just this specific dish only on Sabbath. It's just, just a time for you to remind, okay, let's, let's, just, let's just pause. Let's just rest. Let's just take a break. Holiness means God says this day is special. Take a day aside and set it specifically as a day of rest. As a day of rest. What does that mean? You know, for God, he says, he paused. The scripture is very clear in Genesis that he paused to spend time with his children, with Adam and Eve. And it's also a time where he's teaching his children to pause and spend time with God. You know, we can be eating at the same table with our family, but not really being there. And so I would encourage you, at least for like one meal on Sabbath, don't touch your phone. We're sitting at the dining table with your parents. Stop there and be there for them. Communicate. Learn about each other. And God created this day, just like birthday. It's a, it's a special day that is only special if we follow the day, you know. Like a lot of people say, I can choose any day I want to, to keep it as a Sabbath. There's a few things that I have a problem with that idea because first of all, when you say you can keep any day and if the day changes week by week, you actually won't do it. A lot of my friends who tried that, they, they say, oh, I just choose a day of my liking, I'll do it. And usually they try to pick a weekday or something, and it doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen because the world still functions. The world is still running. Like, it's still trying to like, disturb you. And so it's very hard. So the most likely, choice, most likely choice, which is interesting for some of my Sunday church pastor friends, is that they have to choose Saturday. You know why? Because Sunday they have to lead worship. So you know, I'm still working on Sabbath. I'm still like not resting. You know, but for them, it's a different concept of rest. They actually choose Saturday because they, that's the day that, that I, I don't have to work. I can take a break. I can rest. I can rest. 
And then by the go on, as we have that discussion, has that, that conversation, one point was brought out by them that I really like. It says, well, the Jews kept the seventh day Sabbath, Saturday, because on the Sabbath, we're also resting from our own wisdom. I say, tell me a little bit more about that. Because I, I know what I'm thinking when you say that, but do you think the same as me? And you'd be surprised. They're actually coming to the understanding that it's the same understanding as what I've understood the Sabbath to be. They say, you know, when you, you, you stop from wisdom because God has created in human beings a rhythm. A rhythm which is the seventh-day rhythm. And God decided which day that the body should rest. So if I trust God in His infinite wisdom, I'll submit to that God knows that Saturday is a good rhythm, it's the end of the seventh day, I will break on his choice of day. He's told the Jews that's the day to rest because that's how he's designed the machine to work. Let's try it out. It's like birthdays, right? Like my birthday is on the 6th of August. And if people want to celebrate my birthday, I really hope that they celebrate on my birthday because that's the day I was born. And they're like, going, ah, James, nah, let's celebrate it in, in September, on September the 2nd. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, because that day I am free. Will you hang out with me on that day for your birthday? I'll do that because it's cool, right? Friends, you know, not everybody's free. But, but I'll appreciate it if it's on my birthday because that's the day that, that is special to me. And God's decided that the Saturday Sabbath is a special day. I cannot tell you why 100%. There's some stuff that I've read, I've understood that indeed biologically in that, in that cycle, that rhythm, our body does function according to a seven-day cycle. And somehow it's Saturday. It ends with Saturday. God says rest on that day. Especially for all, all of us who are on this busy, intense, stressful time of, the, of, of, of our life. You know, there's so many calls that I've been getting of people who are depressed, who people who are like just stressed up about life in these, just these few months. And even had one call where this person was suicidal. And he's like, you know, just so much tension and stress that's hitting me. And uh, more often than not, when I have that chat with them, they've not stopped. Because the more you, you worry, the more you stress, the, like financially, you try to work harder. You try to go, go, go more. And, and that's the problem. That's the problem. That's what the scripture says, to be holy is to separate it out. Take that day and just, just protect it for your mind's health, for your own sake for you and my sake. Because another thing about it, the Sabbath day is where we're not just resting, we're connecting with God. God says it's easy for you to forget me. And daily you may do your devotion, you may pray, you may read your scripture. But I can tell you, like, on the Saturday, we do make it different. Because when we come to church, we kind of give God more time. Our mind changes. Like I've been doing it my, my whole life. That my mind kind of like, okay, this day I should just think about God a little bit more. It's God's way of trying to remind me of who He is. Remind me of His presence in my life. Because you know what? I am human and I forget. And I forget. That's why God says, remember the Sabbath day. To keep it separate. And I like to use the word in today's context. Keep it special. Keep it special. So, encourage you to set up some routine, to set up a physical thing you can do to like signify the break. The rest has begun. Now it's just God. You know what you're resting from also? You're resting from your own effort to provide for yourself physically, emotionally, spiritually. You know, a lot of people worry and they say, oh, I can't make ends meet. And Saturday is the day where I maybe have to go to work to just make more money. But God's saying, no, 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 let me trust. Trust in me. 
Trust in me that I will provide if you take that break to rest in my providence. I have a story from one of my friends who, who drives a taxi, and, and he, he's like, you know, during the pandemic, it was really, really stressful, and he's like, you know, I, I just feel like I should drive on the Saturday because probably more people will be out and I can make more money. But he's like, no, I've decided to set this day as special and unique, and I'll just, I'll just not do it. I just rest and trust God to provide. And he said, I, I, was it scary, man? He said, yeah, it was really scary because I, I don't know whether I have food next week or like next month. But you know what? And I asked him about it recently. And he's like, yeah, God's provided throughout. Even though I, 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 I took a break from the day, I think I'll make the most. I didn't need to. And God provided what I think was a shortfall and given it to me. So God asked us to trust Him, try Him out and rest because our brain, our mind needs it to set that day specifically aside for God. You know, like, I don't think we spend a lot of time with God already. You know, every day, if you, if you are disciplined, if you, if you set time aside, you may spend about 15 minutes, half an hour with God. And God said, just give a bit more time on Saturday for me. But you know, you know, think about it. If, if Imagine as a parent, and, and you're like, hey kid, can we hang out a little bit? Um, I reflect upon my life and I realize that there are a lot of time that I have been with my parents that I actually haven't really spent time with them. You know, when I was in primary school, I have to get to school real early. So my mom would try to wake us up, of course, and we would no, not wake up, right? I tell you my dad has secret tricks to wake us up and I'll be on the bed, I'll try to not wake up and then when we wake up, he's like, eat your breakfast. Eat your breakfast. I'll be like... And then I'll rush out of the house and if you're in Singapore's context, you spend most of your day at school, right? And when I, when I finish school, my parents are at, at work, right? Usually they're at work and I'll be by myself or be with my siblings. And you know when you're younger, you don't talk to your siblings really, you know, like sister's in her room, I'm in my room. We don't talk and my parents come home, we'll eat dinner together and that's maybe like, you know, James eat very fast and maybe that's like 30 minutes. And then I have to go and do my homework, right? Homework. And I'll go back to my room and do my stuff and I go to bed. And I look back and I say, wow, actually every day I only spend an hour at the most with my family. And that started from 13 years old. And it went all the way to like 20 years old. That's like seven years. So seven years, I spent an hour a day. And that's like 365 hours a year. That's not much. That's not much. And it times that by seven, I can't do the math off my mind. But it's like, just, that's not much. And how my parents would feel, you know? They're like, so God is saying, yeah, it's the same. You know, God's like, hey, I love you. I want to hang out with you. Would you give me some time? Would you give me some time? And God says, let's try. Set aside in our mind a day of the week. Take a break. Do something different. Do something special. Set it aside. Be, let God be a part of it. Be a full part of it and just experience God. Because God says the things that you need mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically I can provide. You need to realize that. You know, there's a word that I learned when I was in the U.S. It's called hustle. You know, like that was like 10 years ago. It, was, it got popular here recently, but it's been a long time ago. And, and I'm like, what's hustle? You know, I, I'm like old school. I grew up with just like hustle and bustle. It means busyness, craziness, noisy. No, no, no. no. Like my, my bro's like, no, 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 no. You want to succeed, you could hustle, man. I'm like, what do you mean? What's that? What does it mean? So I, you know, I got this like 28 years old teaching me this old man. What does it mean? He says, you have to work hard. You have to work hard in order to achieve your goal. And that's become the mantra of like the current society. Like people say, like, you could hustle hard in order to, to be successful. But you know what? Our 
bodies are not meant to continuously hustle. I'm not saying it's, not, it's bad to work hard, to have a goal, to strive for success. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just telling you that our body and our mind is not meant to continuously go through that experience. And especially now in this pandemic, people are experiencing physical breakdown because of the mind not being able to rest. So I'm encouraging all of you who are listening in to share this idea, this beautiful promise from God about the Sabbath rest to those around you. Because I think it's one of the very important things that will be very helpful to our society in this pandemic. And that's why I took a break from our series, from the Sermon of the Mount, just in this birthday celebration, this long weekend, to talk about this special moment. Because you know what? Just the National Day is amazing. The National Day just makes us forget a little bit about the pandemic. You know, we take a little break, we kind of pause, and then we're like, we're looking forward to the National Day Parade, the celebration, the sing of the song. You know, like, it's just crazy. Like, just for this past month, the aunties who work out near my house, usually it's like some traditional Chinese music with like the erhu and whatever. But recently, man, every morning, every morning, 6.30, I hear, count on me, Singapore. I just like, whoa, <laughs> auntie. And then they go through, this is home. Like, just keep going, keep going for like an hour and a half. And I'm like, who's playing this? And I look out from my toilet. It's the only place I can see where they are. They're at a the basketball court. And from this window from my toilet. And I look down and just all this group of aunties just like dancing just like to the Singapore song. It's just like, and I'm so happy because like, they're so happy. They take a break from like the stress of life. In fact, I think my whole neighborhood have learned to really enjoy it. Like this, hearing these this songs being played over the air every morning until National Day. And we're, we're looking forward to it. Why not have a National Day every week? It's just that this name is different. It's called Sabbath. Just like have this wonderful celebration. Just like celebrate that you get a break from life itself and depend on the life-giving God once a week. You know, when I was, I was in the U.S., I drive a lot. I drive a lot. I love driving, and so I drive a lot. And you heard about my crazy journey all the way from San Francisco down to Los Angeles and onwards to Las Vegas. And there was a really wrong 11 hours and then 5 hours. So it's about 16 hours nonstop drive. And one of the things of driving is you get into this thing called the alpha mode, alpha brainwave. You, just, you don't think, your hands functioning, your eyes reacting to the road. You just, you're just driving. But if anything sudden happens, you, you can't react because your brain just like keep driving straight and down the road and that's all you can do. And, and that's okay if you're driving down from San Francisco because it's like beautiful coastal line. The, the roads are like kind of, you know, I like driving around the corners fast and all that stuff. So it's really nice. You go to Las Vegas, I get to Los Angeles, you're like, oh, there's different things to look at, like food and stuff. But when you get to like Nevada, like Las Vegas, there's, oh my goodness, 12 lanes and then desert, barren desert. And you just go... You know, life can become like that, right? Life can become as though you're just driving down the road and you keep going and keep going. There's no cars in front of you. There's no cars behind of you. Your brain stops thinking. And then, you know, even for work, you can have this routine of repeat, 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 alpha brainwave, and you just keep going. And it's actually quite dangerous, even though like, nothing's happening, but you're not really functioning. And I think the Sabbath's like that pit stop. So for us, what we do is... We have three of us in the car, and we're all footy, right? So we go by pit stop. People pit stop based on time or like brain tiredness, physically. No, no, no. We pit stop based on good food. 
So we mapped out all the good food along the way, even though it makes our journey longer. So it's about a 16-hour drive. It became a 24-hour drive because we were like, detour, I heard there's a good donut there. Detour, I heard there's a good burger there. Detour, I think there's a good salad. No, that's not true. And then we go, detour, there's blueberries farm. We go, you picking. And we went all the way, breaking, 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 breaking. And we, every time we stop, you know the feeling of getting out of your car for a long drive? We just like... You feel so good, and then you like refresh as though you like restarted, as though you just started driving, and then you, you take a bit of blueberries, really good. It helps you keep awake. All right, we ate blueberries, and then we stop, and then we just keep driving, and it kept us awake and alive. I think God has designed that into our system, not just in like physical, but in like, like the week of how we need to function. There needs to be a, a rhythm, and, and God is designed the seven-day cycle to be a rhythm that we, our body needs. Just take a break. Take a break. Take a break, and you'll function better. But most importantly, I'm asking all of you to take that day to rest in your relationship with God. I think one trap that Christians fall into is that they're trying to do things to gain God's favor. They're trying to like, earn God's love and earn God's like, like, approval even the Sabbath has become a thing where they think, I have to keep the Sabbath for God to like me. It's not true. It's not the essence of the Sabbath. You know what the Sabbath is about? The Sabbath is about that I rest from my own work. I rest from trying to earn God's favor by doing things. We are resting from legalism. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9 to 10. In Hebrews Chapter 4, verse 9 to 10, it tells us of a greater purpose of the Sabbath. The weekly Sabbath is reminding us of the ultimate rest that God promises us in heaven. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9 to 10, it says, So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. So let us strive to enter the rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. Strive towards that rest. And that's my encouragement to all of you on this Sabbath day. Take a break, pause, remember God, and connect with Him.